Don't want to wait till tomorrow. Why put it off another day? Cue the Van Halen. We are back. It's almost time to get some Van Halen and some Foo Fighters cranking in the uh, in the arena. We are back, though, for part two of More Wrestling's podcast, episode 96. Uh, we released episode last night, which featured weights 101 to 152. And today we will be covering weights 160 to 285, and we'll have it out by the end of the night. So, yeah, it's Monday, and uh, I'm ready to rock and talk some more wrestling. How about you? Hell yeah. We got some corrections to make real quick. So apparently the brackets are wrong. Kate Sands does not have 59 wins. Um, I'm not sure where they got that number, but he's got around 35. So interesting that the brackets are wrong on some of these. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, and I, I talked to a few different people about it, and uh, it's, I guess it's about, you know, the coach sending in the, the stuff, which it should be on track, which I already talked about yesterday. Some of the ones even if I look on track are definitely not the ones that it says on the, you know, I can't find a few of the results. I guess that the brackets say, you know, like we said, 59 matches. That's crazy. But obviously that wasn't true. Thanks to Mr. Sands for correcting that for us. Uh, and I was wrong as well because I said Gianni was committed to Cl- uh, Harvard and he is not, he is committed to Clarion, which I knew. I mean, I was outside shoveling and listening to the episode over again. And I was like, come on. I know he, I, th- I think he might've went on a visit to Harvard or uh, maybe I just, you know, think of him as a Harvard man, but no, he's going to uh, Clarion where the Worthings are. So my bad on that. And then of course I was looking at the brackets and I was like, um, I, I forgot to talk. I was, we forget to talk about a lot of the guys, but um, section three D one uh, there's a kid from Auburn, Brady Maneri. I think he might be the seventh seed. He's down low in the bracket, but uh, he's tough. He, he deserves a mention. He's kind of like, I think he lost to Munn last year, six to three, and Munn made the semis. So I could see him, you know, going on a run as well. And then Chris Adams, who's the schoolboy coach, he sent me a message and was like, hey, the 14th seed at 101 D1, Tyler Conzo of Smithtown West is uh is a stud in his own self. You know, he he's on the schoolboy team. He wrestled for Coach Adams, uh schoolboy duels. And he's a former middle school super 32 champ. And I guess he's a few time Tulsa champ, which I totally overlooked, but I guess he is small for the weight. So probably why, um, and he took second at County. So I, I guess I just didn't think of him as a 14 seed, but my bad on that. I mean, he's still 32 and two. It's pretty good. season. pretty good year so far. Yeah. He lost to a Freeport kid. And then the Ward Melville kid that is, is probably the 10 seed, I think at that weight. So yeah, he, uh, I, I guess that's somebody to look out for uh, in the next few years coming out of Suffolk County. It always sucks when you have those kids that are just too small for the weight class. Um, I know our kid, our one on one punter this year was seventy three pounds. <laughs> Damn. So, uh, and he's a freshman, so like there is no minimum weight once you hit a fresh, once you hit your freshman year. So he's just kind of walking around scrapping with these dudes thirty pounds bigger than him. <laughs> and that's actually going to bring me something at, at the end of the podcast when we talk about the big boys at two eighty five. That's I've got to bring up something about the weight and the weight descent plan for that too. So. We'll get into that though. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Let's uh, let's start at one sixty. So I'll let you do the division one like we did yesterday, and I'll do D two. righty. one sixty division one number one seed PJ Duke from Menacing Valley thirty five and zero. If I have to give him an introduction, then you have been living under a rock. Wait, number- he didn't win a state title last year though. Yeah, you're not wrong, but you know he did win kidding. Iron Man. Um, kind of good. He's 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 kind of good. Former Fargo national champ. Yeah, I mean, again, if we have to give him an introduction, you've been living under a rock. <laughs> Number Kent two state commit, yeah. Anyways, Rodriguez, thirty nine and three from East Meadows, your two seed. Uh, Sam Serslip from Nyack Section One is your three seed. Casey Lice, McQuaid Jesuit is your four seed. John L J Welcome from Avril Park is your five seed, and Timur Beck Sultan from. Brooklyn Tech PSAL is your six seed. Yeah. Uh so menacing valley, like, like we talked about with PJ, um, and we talked about yesterday, Zach Ryder is already at Penn State. He's already in a uh, happy valley. Um I'm personally hoping PJ stays, and I've heard from someone saying that PJ does want to stay in New York and and attend Menacing Valley again next year to uh, finish out a senior season. Um, but you know, ho- hopefully we get to see him another year because Obviously, we lost him last year uh, due to the injury 
Um, but he's he's a stud. But and then obviously, like you said, next topic this this weight's his, and it's a fight for second. Uh, Matthew yeah. Rodriguez he wrestled at one seventy at Eastern State. So some of these kids are uh, either wrestled up and you know cut. I guess, so to speak, uh, to get down or they wrestled down and they ended up going up at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, Rodriguez wrestled 170. He took seventh there and all of his losses were up at 170. And he beat yeah, the three seed. Sam. Liam Carlin, Carlin, same thing. He was at 52 all year and then dropped just for the postseason to go 45. Yeah. Uh, which is great. I mean, that's good at the, with the descent plan, right? It's not the 50% rule anymore. It's the, the descent plan, but um, yeah, we definitely have seen it over these last few weights and the weights to come up. But uh, Zerlip, he took third last year at 2023 New York State Championships. Casey Lice uh, beat Welcome 6-2 to two at the Eastern States. And then Welcome beat Shell, who is also a Section 2 kid in the sectional finals. Um, and I, I kind of was high on Shell. Shell's brother won a, few, a state title a few years ago. And I don't know how many times they wrestled this year, Welcome and Shell, but I, I would assume Shell would, would have been the favorite all year. I guess not, though. Yeah, I like Shell a lot, too. I was I was thinking about him when I was looking through the brackets as a seven seed. It's kind of – I I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in the semis. Yeah, I've got two dark horses in this bracket. And up top, it's the 12 seed, Ryan Shrek, uh, Miller Place, Section 11. He lost a welcome 4-2 to two on the front side at Eastern States. And he also – battled back and won a lot of matches at Eastern States to place where, you know, welcome didn't. So, and a dark horse down low is Constantinos Quafilis of the Catholic schools. He placed the Eastern States at 152. So he bumped up and he has a few wins over the guys that are going to Albany. Maybe not necessarily in this bracket, but yeah, he did lose to the 12 seed Olacha. Um, so that's kind of why he probably is seated so low. You got to assume he bumped due to Griffin. Yeah, no, actually, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, he he probably bumped due to Griffin. And up at 170, obviously, you got the other LaPlante. And uh, there was a kid at 170 that took second at the Catholic schools, which he probably had nowhere else to go. But he he had beaten Griff earlier in the year, which is uh, crazy. But he obviously didn't qualify for states because they only take the, the champ at that. Yeah, right. so, I mean, the Catholic kids, I mean, if you're looking at the Catholic schools, I mean, we already talked about Zimmerman down low, but then we talked about Griff at 152 last night. I mean, we got Constantinos Quafilis. That's, he's a tough kid. Uh, he could find himself on the podium, and then you bump into 170, and you got Gage LaPlante. So, I mean, that's a nice little stretch. So I'm going to guess that his name is Kufalis. Yeah, Kufalis. I probably spelt this in the Google Docs wrong. Um, I probably totally butchered his name. Trying oh, yeah, to, to on the yeah, I, I should probably just like uh, do the translate thing that where you you, you put uh, a dash between everything that you want to how you want to pronounce it. Right, I chose not to, and uh, I'm sure I messed the name up. But either way, tough kid from uh, Catholic schools. Uh, moving into D two, 160 pounds. We've got Usman Duncanson of Tioga, the one seed, the two seed Mason Rowley of Little Falls. Three seed Bo Day of Canisteo Greenwood, four seed Noah Lighton of Perry, and five seed we got Drew Maycumber of Tioga. So Usman, he is the returning back-to-back New York State champion. Back-to-back-to-back. I mean, he, he's won it on the football fields. He's won it on the wrestling mats. Um, he's he's a beast. He's looking for number three. Uh, and I I mean I think he's going to get it this weekend. Next yeah this weekend. But Mason Rowley of Little Falls. He has a win over the Division One one seed at 170, Flossie of Fulton. Uh, he's a tough kid. He wrestled. He beat actually Van Davian Way uh, two times this year as well. So he, he's a tough kid from Little Falls. Jose, he's a returning fifth-place finisher. He has split wins with Lighton this year. Uh, he pinned Lighton. He has the most we- recent win. So he pinned him at sectionals, but he earlier in the year he got pinned by Lighton. So, I mean, that's kind of a – I mean, Zay, Zay's going to pin you or, or – you know, maybe get get pins. So, I mean, I I, he's, I see him with very quick pins. Uh, Zay just kind of sends it when he wrestles, and he then down has, at the fi- he definitely has a wide open style. You know, it's he 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 can be fun to watch, but there are also times where he'll just shut it right down and and do nothing for six minutes. Yeah, I don't think I've seen Canisteo Greenwood this year, but I mean, we ran into him a few times last year, 
And uh, yeah, he's got a he's got a fun style. I mean, I enjoy watching his style of wrestling, but I assume that's kind of probably how the matches with Lo- Noah went. But I could be wrong. Uh, like I said, though, Lo- Lo- Noah is the four seed, and he'll likely have Drew Maycumber of Tioga, five seed. Uh, Maycumber is a returning New York State place finisher. He all of his losses this year are to some really tough guys. You know, he, he's lost to Duncanson a few times. Teammate, and then he's lost to uh, actually, I, so I saw him at Windsor, he lost away there as well. But yeah, he's tough, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm obviously going to Usman here. Um, surprise, surprise. I think with Usman, he can he can blow kids out, but like he also really likes to wrestle close matches with kids he probably shouldn't be wrestling close matches with. So I'm, I'm really hoping that he kind of puts together the whole tournament and just kind of goes out there and kind of dominates the whole state. Yeah, so he, he wrestled Van Davian way at the Windsor tournament, um, and Van, Van Davian was definitely, like, the aggressor, and he, you know, was taking shots, taking shots, but Usman's reattacks are so damn quick and good. So that's obviously where Way went wrong, but, uh, you know, if Mason stays in a fundamentally sound match or, you know, as far as that goes, and it isn't necessarily firing as much as Van Davian did. Um, I could see him wrestling a close match. I mean, I'm assuming Drew Maycumber just knows how he wrestles. I mean, I don't know if the match in the sectional finals was close, but the score seemed kind of close between Maycumber and Usman. But but either way, um, I, I do see two Tioga kids standing on the podium at the end of the the, the weekend. I do have to mention the, the seventh seed, Ryan Ross of Port Jervis. He's a three-time Section 9 champion. Down to the seven, he'll likely have Robley in the quarterfinals. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Usman at the in the finals. And I I really like Rowley. He's a fundamentally he's he's doesn't break position very often. So I'm gonna go with him to make the finals as well. Yeah, I'm I'm with you right there. Yep. D one one seventy. All right, number one seed, Jonathan Clossy from Fulton. Number two seed, Gage LaPlante, St. Francis Catholic. Number three seed, Leno Venables from Carmel. Four seed, Devin Downs from Plain Edge. Five seed, Landon Lazarick from Hilton. And six seed, Michael Schaefer from Lancaster. I'm excited for this yeah. weight class. Um, I I really like Lazarick from Hilton. Um, he's had a he's had a shortened season this year. Um, I'm guessing from quite a few. It, it had to have been an injury early in the season because he competed in a tournament on December second, I think it was, and then kind of was off the mat for what seemed to be about six weeks uh, before he came back. And then he's really only wrestled in duels since then. So he was he took fourth last year. Uh, he had a really good run to the semis last year. I think he was a 12 seed last year. And uh, made it to the semis before he lost a close match to Donovan Smith. Uh, I I really like him. I like his style, and I and I think he's got a good shot at, um, you know, pulling some upsets and maybe even finding his way into the finals. Yeah, I mean, it's there's a possibility. Uh, and talking about another Section Five kid that missed a lot of time was the 19th seed Zane Cropman, the ninth grader, uh, from Penfield. I mean, we've seen a lot of Cropmans come through over the years. And Zane, I remember him wrestling two years ago, and I talked about it in the uh, state qualifier recap video or yeah episode. But he spent two on the year, and both of his losses are to the five seed um, from Hillen. So I, I don't know where he was last year, but it's obviously great to see him back on the podium. But he's he's obviously a dangerous person to have as a 19 seed. Um, he'll have likely have the three seed Unables of Armel in the uh, round of 16. Yeah, so the Clossy at one seed, returning state place finisher from Fulton, he pinned Gage LaPlante uh, of St. Francis at Eastern States. Gage was up, I don't know, three to one, and then Clossy took him down, so it would have been like three, three, and then Clossy. It was kind of like a, I don't know if it was a throw. I mean, I had to rewatch it because I was at Eastern States, but the far end, so I missed the match, but somebody was telling me about it. I'm like, damn. I was, I mean, I was obviously shocked by it. Gage is tough. And he was Eastern States champ last year. Of course, he missed out on postseason last year. But, um, you know, I thought the state title was his to win last year. And, I mean, I'm, I've got to imagine that he uh, he's probably, even though he has lost to Clossy, I think he's the favorite at this weight. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I'm going uh, Gage over Lazarus in the finals. Yeah, I do. I want to see Klossy make the finals. I, I've seen him uh, wrestle a few times this year. Van Davian has wrestled him a few times, and um, I follow Section 3 quite a bit. But, yeah, I'm going to go with LaPlante in the finals, and I'm going to go with Devin Downs of the, the four seed. LaPlante over Downs. I'm going to go with that. But, hey, Klossy, prove me wrong. Moving on to Division Two, 170 pounds, the one seed, the return of Braden Woodward, Paul Mack. The two seed, Haven McDonald of Bolivar Richburg. Three seed, Charlie Foster of VVS. Four seed, Jack Lamson of Jordan Elbridge, Fort Byron, Union Springs, Cato Meridian. I think that's <laughs> all the schools. Uh, five seed, we got Drew Gates of Governor. And at the six seed, we have Neves Hoos of Southwestern. So, like I said, the return of uh, Braden Woodward. Um, like I mentioned, it Last year's state title was probably Gage LaPlante's to win, and last year's state title was probably Braden Woodbird's to win. Um, besides his lone blemish to Gage LaPlante this year, his closest match that he that he won this year is probably to the three C Charlie Foster, Section Three. Uh, Braden beat Charlie five to three at the Eastern States, and Foster, like I mentioned yesterday, was a 2023 New York State place finisher over in the Division One side. Uh, Woodward majored the two seed McDonald uh, at the state qualifiers last weekend. McDonald was the New York State runner up last year, losing to Usman Duncanson in the finals. The four seed Lampson and the five seed Gates wrestled in a close six to four match at the King Bison tournament at Shaker last month. Um, that was won by Lampson, like I said, six to four. But it was a close match. And as uh, one of Drew Gates' coaches, I hope he uh, wins that match. So, <laughs> yeah, Gates though he was a uh, blood round winner, or he lost in the blood round last year. You know he has two wins over the six seed Hoos. So I would, uh, I'm hoping my guy Drew Gates gets on the podium. But that that win over beating Lamson would be huge to make the uh, to make the semis. But he's already wrestled Braden, and Braden is it's kind of good. You know? Yeah, that that he is. That he is. I am. Um, I'm excited about Bobby Schrubel. He's actually the 21 seed. I really like yeah. I like when he wrestles. Uh, yeah, he's tough. Um, so I I think he's definitely gonna out wrestle his seed at the minimum. Uh, I could see him in the blood round, maybe even sneaking his way out of the podium. Um, I'm gonna take Braden here to make the finals, and I think he's gonna wrestle against Charles Foster in the finals. Yes, sir. So I think he's gonna. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I've got Foster making the finals as well. Like I said, I was mad side for that. I Braden beat him five to three. One of Charlie's. Coaches or club coaches, I guess, is uh, Zach Zupan that wrestled at Canasota for Section Three. Uh, he works with him a lot, and you know, I, I know damn well that he was he's he's game planning, um, you know, that match because he was also there at Eastern States. And uh, I mean, I, I like Foster, and uh, I think Braden Woodward and, and Charlie Foster is going to be a heck of a finals. To be honest with you, I'm really looking forward to that match. I mean, Foster did drop down. I think he ended up taking eighth at Eastern States, but it it definitely doesn't speak to how that match was with Braden. Um, like I said, it's Braden's probably Braden's closest match that he won this year. And that was probably the best Braden's wrestled all weird too. Like he had a close match with him in one of his best tournaments because he he ended up knocking off a, a nationally ranked guy in the finals. Yeah, um, that kid's tough. That that kid's a, a Rockers commit that he beat Blanchett. Yeah. Um yeah, New England kid. I actually watched uh Braden Woodward go on a tear last year at uh, so he obviously missed out on postseason, but he did go down to Virginia Beach and he won like a, a crap load of matches on the backside to place seven or, eight, seven or eight in a row. Yeah, I, I put it on more wrestling's Twitter and Facebook, but uh, yeah, he won a bunch of matches on the backside of place. And yeah, then he beats the NHSCA champ last year at that weight in the finals at Eastern States. So yeah, Braden's a beast. And uh, I'm gonna go with Braden Woodward versus Charlie Foster in the finals. And I, I'm not choosing a winner. That's understandable. <laughs> I'm gonna go down to 190, uh, D1. Uh, this is another next topic, in my opinion. We have Elijah Diakmahalis of Hilton. Uh, obviously, the Diakmahalis last name is runs deep in New York State. Two seed Zachary Caldwell from St. Francis. Three seed Zach Phillip from Menacing Valley. Four seed Ian Sutherland from Brewster. Five seed Jared Marine from Oceanside, and your six seed Zach Miller from Iceland. 
yeah, this isn't this isn't, in my opinion, very competitive throughout the tournament. And this is no, no disrespect to anybody because Caldwell's tough too. Um, so is Philip, but I mean Elijah's a he's just on another level right now. He's really started to figure this sport out, and he's going to be dangerous once he gets to that next level. Yeah, Elijah is the returning Fargo national champ. Yeah, it was it was awesome to be out in Fargo when he won the, the title. But Elijah, like you said, tacked Caldwell and beat Sutherland eight to two. I I really like the 14th seed, Aiden Gubara of, of PSAL. He's a James Madison kid. Uh, another cool name, like his teammate. If he took eighth place last year at 172 pounds, and his lone loss this year is coming to the five seed, Jared Marine of Oceanside. So I mean, Aiden might be like four. Like I think it says 14 and one. Like I said, the one loss is to Jared Marine of Oceanside, but. He's had a shortened season. Uh, I don't know if that's due to injury or whatnot, but he's definitely somebody to watch out for as a 14 seed. Um, and then my pick down low is, as you mentioned, six seed from Islip. Uh, he actually lost to Caldwell at Eastern States. Flow has it nine to seven. Track has it ten to eight. Overtime. I don't know which which is which, but he, either way, he's 37 and one on the year with that lone loss to Caldwell. Um, so if he could, if he can make a run, that'd be. He's in, he's probably in a good spot to make her run to the finals, but like you mentioned, though it's it's Elijah's weight. The the 16 seed Hunter Levine from Horseheads, um, he is electric. To say is he? He is a throw or be thrown kind of kid, and I mean I'm not saying he's going to go on a crazy run because that kind of style can also get you in a lot of danger, but he's must watch TV. And he, he has look- he has thrown good kids. Like he he puts good kids on their back. Yeah, I'd love to see that. So I uh I'm all for it. I, I want to see that stuff in Albany. Yeah, so you're going with Elijah over who do you got going on at the bottom part? Does he get revenge over a menacing valley kid in this in the state finals if uh Philippe makes it um, to the state finals? Or does Zach Caldwell ride uh Gagel Plant's wave and make it have it another um St. Francis kid make the finals? Uh, I'm gonna I'm think that star point, uh, the star point momentum takes him to the finals. Yeah, and he's gonna lose to Elijah fairly handily. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they uh, Elijah's already tech pinned the two seed Caldwell, so I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm definitely gonna go with Elijah, but I'll uh, I think I'm mean, I'm gonna go with Philippe. I don't know why. I'm gonna just gonna go with Philippe. Like I I said. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised though if the 14 seed uh, Aiden Kabarov makes a makes a run, but I'm gonna go with uh, Philippe just because uh, menacing Valley kids are tough. Nothing, no disrespect to Zach Caldwell; he's pretty pretty good in his own right. Agreed, agreed. Moving down to Division Two, 190 pounds. This weight is pretty fun. Uh, so the one seed Tavio Hoos of Southwestern, two seed Grayson Meek of Cold Spring Harbor, three seed Luke Van Gordon of Palmac. Four, four seed Mason McCombs of Windsor, five seed Jesse Mullis of Hudson Falls, the six seed Malachi Smith of Byron Virgin. Um, yeah, so I'll stop there for right now. But so we could potentially have a last year state finals rematch, and there are definitely plenty of roadblocks that could stop that. So Boos is the returning New York State champ and Fargo All American. Uh, he was a All American actually for Pennsylvania. I guess he might I think he trains. Freestyle and Greco in that part of the state because he's section six kid. Um, but either way, so he returning state champ. He beat Meek in the finals last year. So Meek's the returning runner up. Luke Van Gordon, Paul Mack, actually, I think lost to who's I think it was at Eastern States, seven six or seven four. Um, it's a pretty close match. And then the four seed, we have McCombs, who's 31 and 0 on the year, and he took fourth the last two years in Albany. So last year took fourth, and the year before he took fourth. So he's tough. And then we have Mullis, who took fifth last year. Malachi Smith took six at 189. And he actually pinned the three seed, Luke Van Gordon, at Eastern States. So Mullis and Meek both pinned Van Gordon at Eastern States. And Meek pinned the 10 seed, McCormick, um, at Eastern States as well. So there's a lot of there's a lot of parity, I think, in that. But it's some of the seedings kind of were weird looking at it. Because I'm trying to figure out why people went ahead. I mean, I didn't really look up the uh, any of the competition points, but well, yeah. the big likelihood is because McCombs is undefeated. 
he can't be surpassed by other people because of head to head. Which yeah, yeah, which would be that stack that scenario. I was actually just looking at it before we jumped on the call, and uh, just looking at all the parity. I guess because who's beat uh, Mullis seven to four um, at Eastern States, and looking at the box score, it was actually five to four with like a late late last second takedown that Mullis probably tried to force. So right. Yeah, there's a lot of good parody coming out of that. I watched Hoos at Windsor. I watched him at Eastern States, and I watched a lot of these guys at Eastern States. So, so I might sound crazy, but yeah, I'm taking it's not shocking. In the finals. You're gonna take Holmes in the finals. Holmes in the finals. He has a uh, tough road to get there because, like I said, yeah. Jesse Mullis is tough. I uh, really like Jesse Mullis. Um, but yeah, as a section four guy, I don't see why not. I mean, McComb yeah, or uh, I mean, Windsor's Windsor's tough. Looked good this year. He, I just really, I really like. I've seen him wrestle quite a bit. I've had I, he's, I think I've seen him four, four or five times this year, and I just, I really like what I've seen out of him, and I'm excited to see what he can do. Dude's an athlete. Um, I think he's going Division one in lacrosse. Uh, dude, dude's a savage. But I just, want, I'd like to see him get on the on the top of this podium. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's he's he's built, that's for sure. Um I gotta hey. mention though, Malachi Smith, like I said, the sixth seed pinned the three seed Luke Van Gordon at the Super Sectionals uh last weekend. And his alone loss this year is to Elijah Diakamahalis, and we just talked about how good Elijah is. So I'm a yeah, it's I'm gonna go with Jesse. I'm gonna go with a five seed and a six seed in the state <laughs> finals. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean it's a little different, but why not? Taking McCombs over uh, Malachi Smith as well. Smith is in the finals and a, room. And actually, last year, Grayson Meek was the four seed. He made the finals. And then Tavio Hoos was a six seed, and he obviously made the finals and won. So I wouldn't be too crazy with uh, with that. So the five and the six seed are making the state finals at, at this weight. Because I don't, I don't want to be too chalky like maybe I was yesterday. I've got to go out on a limb and risk it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like chalk. Chalk's boring. But yeah. I also... Most of my non-chalky picks are all biased picks, so I don't know if that even counts. <laughs> and nothing wrong with that. Um, one ninety though, uh, Avery Canzano of Cortland was undefeated all year before he lost to Trent True of Holland Patton. Um, Trent True is the three seed. He'll have McCormick, who, like I mentioned, McCormick lost to Meek at Eastern States. So I don't see Meek having too much of a problem getting to the semis this year. But I think he's, I think M- M- Malachi Smith's going to beat Meek in the semis. And then I'm like I said, I'll go with Mullis to make the finals up top over Hoos. But yeah, I mean McCombs is obviously tough. He's he's undefeated, and uh, you know he's been there before. He's been in the state finals, or uh, he's been at the states and placed fourth the last two years. So yeah, it's not a bad pick by you. Hmm. All right, Division One, 215 pounds, bulk job himself, Coy Reigns, Churchville Chilai, is your number one seed. Harrison Aguirre from McQuaid Jesuit is your two seed. Bryson Tibbs from Middletown is your three. Alexander Berisha from Fox Lane is your four. Connor Miller from St. Francis is your five. And Kamari Cook from Lafayette is your six seed. This one is a lot of fun. The number one and number two seed have both beaten each other this year. Um, I, Yeah, what do you think? So I'm going to correct myself because, like I said on the uh, state qualifier recap video or episode, uh, Harrison Aguirre of McQuay Jesuit, I said he lost in the finals to Coy Reigns by injury default, I think it was, and then he did not wrestle in the true second-place match. So I was like, oh, shoot, this kid's not even going to go to states. But uh, here he is at the two-seat. So I was wrong, and, uh, yeah, my bad. So this weight, though, I mean, like I was, I was at the Eastern States. I think I left after two fifteen when these two wrestled in the finals. Two section five guys. Um, I think the sleeper at this weight is Camden Bembry of Cicero North Syracuse, who sits at forty one and zero. Um, kid is kid is tough. Uh, I don't think he's got any wins over anybody in this weight. Actually, did he wrestle North Babylon or Babylon at the uh, in the state duels? He beat a, a kid in the state duels that was really tough, but I don't know if he's in this weight. Either way. Um, we probably didn't have much competition points. Yeah, I mean, that's probably why he's at nine. 
But he, he's definitely somebody that is going to turn some heads. Uh, Jack McDonald, the 10 seed, is a returning New York State place finisher out of Orchard Park. Uh, so, so that's somebody to keep your eye out on. Alex Berriasia took fifth at Eastern States this year. Tibbs took sixth at the States um, in 2023, and he finished third at the Eastern States this year. Yeah, so. Um, Coy Reigns, like you mentioned, though, both job. He was at 160 last year. Wrestling at 215 is kind of crazy. Um, okay, so Reigns pinned Tibbs at Eastern States this year. Um, yeah. So Aguirre and Tibbs have not wrestled. I mean, what did I say? Tibbs took 30 Eastern States, so that would have been uh, Reigns, Aguirre, yeah. and then Tibbs all one, two, three. Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of pretty impressive. And Reigns beat Aguirre by one point at Eastern States. So, and I think Aguirre won at sectionals, didn't he? Did he not? Reigns won at sectionals. Oh, so the two and one. Sorry, the two and one. Uh, Aguirre won at the class tournament. Okay, I was gonna say Reigns won. Uh, he beat him five. Reigns won five to four at Eastern States, and then uh, he would have beat him at sectionals, sectional finals. Yes. Um, Reigns has a win over Leggett of Newburgh, five to one. That was in the Eastern State semis, and Aguirre beat Brasher, like you said, eight three, and that was in the semis. So, I mean, a lot of these guys, Tibbs, Leggett, Variatia, Aguirre, Reigns, they're top five at Eastern States. So, sure, we'll see in some kind of order. Um, We'll see that. Maury Cook of Lafayette has a win over somebody. I think it was a D2 kid that I was just looking up. Um, but I guess I didn't realize Lafayette was Section 6. Hmm. So I'm going to go... I'm going to go... Bulk job... Over Tibbs in the state finals. Uh, it's not a bad pick. Um... And I really like Tibbs actually to make the finals too because you know who his teammates are at 285, Ramir Baradley yeah. and Stefan Moncherry, the returning New York State finalist Moncherry. Um a mean so I mean, group of three. That is a mean group of three. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, if Tibbs' lone loss this year is to Boy Reigns, I mean, you know, why not? Well, Variation lost eight to three. I really like the Variation kid. Uh, he was losing nine to five. I remember this match that he's he's losing to Solano, which is a D two kid, and he he pinned him because um, I thought Solano was going to go on a run, but he did not. Um, so Reigns beat Tibbs five to two at Eastern States, to, and he actually pinned him, but he was up five to two. Oh, man, give me Reigns and Aguirre. They're going to run it back for like the fourth or fifth time this year. I mean, that's chalky, but it's not too chalky because uh, those are two tough Section 5 kids, and yeah. McQuay Jesuit has uh, some solid kids between the Reigns brothers and, and Casey Lice. Hey, my guy Zach Zakiah Jenkins has a win over the sixth seed in D2-285 this year. Oh, there you go. Pick that. Pick your guy, then. I'm not picking my guys only because I'm yeah. not putting pressure on them, you know? That's I'm true. I'm leaving their names out of it for the most part. I just wanted to give him a little bit of a shout-out. All right. Shout out to him then. Um, shit, man. Maybe I'll just go Bembry. I don't want to go Bembry, but Bembry's going to take top uh, top four as the ninth seed. I like that. Mark, I like that. mark my words. But I'm not I'm not ready to choose him over Reigns. I'll just stay. I'm not. I mean, if I had seen a little bit more results, I, I would definitely pick him. But you're, I think you're going to be shocked when you, when you see Bembry. We'll just leave it at that. So, Division Two with 215 pounds, we've got the one seed, Sean Kelly of Lowville, the two seed, Matt Ostrom of Port Jervis, three seed, Dom Weaver of Windsor, the four seed, Christian Solano of Eagle Academy, five seed, Matthew Trim of Maple Grove, and down at the seven seed, we have Bolivar Richburg's Cade Allen. All of those guys placed at the States last year. So, we have six returning New York State medalists. The six seed, we had a uh, uh, Marin of Chautauqua Lake, Mason Marin of Chautauqua Lake, but yeah, so six returning New York State medalists. Kelly was actually he wrestled the Eastern States at 190 and decided to bump up late in the year to wrestle at 215. So smart decision, whoever actually, made that decision. Actually, he wrestled 190 all year. Yeah, I mean, Drew, so Drew Gates wrestled him a few times, and like I said, he, he decided to bump up late, which late meaning the postseason. Um, right. Yeah, he took fourth last year at 172 pounds 
And uh, Corey Jervis's Matt Ostrom beat Allen, the seventh seed. So he'd probably likely to see him in the quarterfinals, but he beat Allen's two to one last year in the county semis at States. Ostrom finished fourth, fourth place at States last year at 215. Uh, this year he pinned Dom Weaver in December. And you have a good fact for us that we just uh, looked up on Matt Ostrom. Give me yeah. the stat. Dude, Matt Ostrom, outside of his one loss to Harrison Aguirre, has not been out of the first period. Every single one of his wins are by fall before the two-minute mark. And I think you said 27 of them are under a minute? Yeah. His last six matches do not add up to a period of wrestling. Yeah. And like... It's just unbelievable. This dude is just walking out there and bomb- he's got to just be bombing people. Yeah, so technically his last win um, that went the distance was probably Kate Allen last year in the county semis because Ostrom took fourth, meaning he lost his last match at States last year. So he would have beat Kate Allen 2-1 to one in the county semis last year. And since then, he has not gone out of the first period unless you, you, you're looking at his loss that he took this year, 10-5. to five. Um, So very impressive stat from the two seed. Unbelievable. And another would- impressive stat is the three seed, Dom Weaver of Windsor, he took fourth place two years ago at States, and he did not even qualify last year because he took fourth at Section 4 sectionals. So yeah, that, that was, was another for us, interesting for stat. Four. Yep. Uh, so the fourth seed, Christian Solano of Eagle Academy, he placed the last two years. He took fifth last year at 285, and then he took eighth place two years ago, also at 285. So we talked about Kelly bumping up from 190. Um Kind of funny. Kelly placed at states last year at 172, and Solano placed at 285. So it's a little difference. Um, the five seed Matt Trim of Maple Grove took eighth at 189 pounds last year, and like I said, Kate Allen of Ball Virgeburg took fifth at states last year. Yeah. So looking at it, I mean, like you said, like I said, um, we could potentially be seeing Kate Allen a rematch with Allen and Ostrom in the, the quarterfinals, and then uh, looking out up top. Uh, Sean Kelly, the one seed, he'll either have Matthias Wells, assuming that he gets to the quarterfinals, he'll probably have Matthias Wells or Kellis of uh, Sleepy Hollow. So Matthias Wells is a ninth grader of Waverly, and this dude absolutely tore up the gridiron for Waverly in their run to, they won the state championship in football class C. Uh, so Tioga obviously won in class D, Waverly won in C, uh, was, was there the for the finals. A title in uh, school history for them. Oh, really? Football-wise, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're uh, they're freak- they're, that team was good, and I was looking at their front, and it was like Matthias Wells and Troy Beeman and Cam Hills. Like, you got wrestlers up front winning uh, football championships. Yeah, it's all the uh, wrestlers. So, I mean, I've, I've watched Wells, uh, Matthias, a few times this year, and uh, he's tough. I mean, I, I, I do like to see uh, Sean Kelly get to the get to the semis. He'll likely have Solano. Even though I mentioned Trim plays last year, but Solano was a—he's a tough kid. I watched Solano at Eastern States, and I remember two years ago in the quarterfinals, he actually threw Nick Rogers of General Brown on his back and almost pinned him. And then uh, Nick Rogers went on to take second lap that year, losing to Hitchcock in the finals. But yeah, Solano's dangerous. Seen him at Fargo a few he, times too. He medical forfeited out of the, out of um, Eastern States too, so um, he got to that Conti semi match and stopped. Yeah, and then 12th seed, we got Jared Harris of Palmac. He is uh, 40 and 11, and a lot of his losses actually are to some tough kids. I mean, he, he's got a few losses to – actually has a loss to Trey McGee of NACs. Uh, he's the 11th seed, so he's obviously blocked by him. But um, he's obviously tough. I think he was in the blood run last year at States. Um, so he'll he'll likely have trim in the second round, round of 16. So Yeah, Jaden Zakala, the 10th seed from Oneana, um Got a tough draw, but he he likes to walk out and he'll wait for you to shoot and then he'll jack you up and he'll just step in and throw you. Yeah, that's actually what you, you're gonna see from Dominic Jones of Mount Markham. He is the 18th seed. Um likely to have uh Matthew Ostrom in the uh round of 16. But Dom Jones is 35 and four. Um he's he's gonna throw you. I mean he's He's a bigger, taller, two fifteen pounder, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's dangerous. I mean, at the eighteen seed, I know a lot of people in section three 
are kind of upset about that seed, but and that's kind of where it gets you. Um, yeah. So I'm going to take Bostrom over Solano in the finals. Okay. Actually, I watched your uh, Gerbino wrestle this year too. Um, but he's the uh, 37 and two. I I didn't see a lot of good wins out of him at the 13 seed, but definitely somebody to keep your eye open for. Who did you say you're going with up top? Uh, Solano, the PSEL. Oh yeah, PSEL kid. Uh, PSEL, let's go. Um, I'm, he he's my gut pick. Uh, I've watched Kelly a lot this year, but as a, a homer, uh, North Country homer, um, you know I might have to throw the blue and gold shirt on and uh, represent uh, the three for this one because I I, I want to see Sean Kelly make the state finals. But yeah, I mean I guess I'll go with Solano and uh, I'm going to go with Kate Allen. Uh, yeah, give me Solano over Kate Allen again. I'm 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 risking it this the episode. Listen, Last I really episode, wanted, like, listen. I went into this weight class hoping I could find a way to like pick Weaver realistically, and then when I pulled up Ostrom's stats, and I was looking at it, and I said, "Oh man, I would feel if I see this and I read this off, and then I pick him to lose, I would feel dumb." <laughs> yeah, we haven't been out of the first period, bro. Like, come on, what is this? Yeah, I know. I mean, that's it's it's hard to pick Kate Allen, but I mean, that's a seven seed. I mean, I think last year I picked a few seven seeds. And I said a, a sleeper pick last year was uh, Jordan Jocelyn, who came out of the seventh seed. So I'm like, yeah, why not? Let's let's go with some seventh seeds this year as well. And uh, give me Kate Allen to make the state finals. But I'm gonna stick with uh, Solano um, with my gut. I mean, I like I said, I I, I do like Kelly, and I'm I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the the finals. But I don't want to be chalky, and I don't want to just choose one seeds all the time. Um, so I'm I'm not rooting against you, Sean Kelly. But uh, I'm gonna just choose Christian Solano and uh, Kate Allen to be in the finals. Understandably so. 285 pounds, Division One, number one Steve Seed, returning state finalist. Stephen Moncherry from Middletown, number two seed. Vincent Pizold from Plain Edge. Three seed, Gail Sanchez from Churchville Chilai. Four seed, Mike Welsh from Frontier. Five seed, Bryce Hawes from Clarence. And six seed, Camden Dorchester from Carthage. My guy, Cam. From Carthage, let's go. Not like I said, North Country represent. I'll, I'll throw the blue and gold shirt on for this. Uh, he went two and two last year at Fargo, sixteen uh, U. I think he went uh, six two and two in freestyle and two and two in Greco. And he probably slept for sixteen hours of the twenty hours we drove home. So, uh, can't yeah, Cam's he's a he's a good dude. So, uh, he I actually had a closer match with Moncherry. Uh, I don't know the end result, but I I know he. It was a close match. I mean, I'm not saying he got pinned because I think he wrestled him close last year as well. But he definitely, obviously, like I said, he wrestled at Fargo. So he knows how to wrestle uh, close matches, upper body kind of stuff, slow people down and and uh, work through his ties. But I, as a six seed, I, I, I like to see him place in a little bit higher than the six. Understandably so. I mean, so. he did beat Chris Belmonte of New Hartford in the sectional finals and at this weight. They do get two guys. So Belmonte is he uh he went to the States last year undefeated. Now I, I was kind of high on Belmonte and uh he lost. But yeah, so Dorchester actually lost to Moncherry three to one at the Tom Chicanus Memorial Tournament at December sixteenth. So yeah, three to one. I think it was a late takedown. And Cam actually has a win over the one seed at Division two, two eighty five. Landon Andrade of Sherburne Irville. He beat him eight to one at the beginning of the year at the Clyde Cole. So Cam is a he's a tough kid. Yeah, I I mean that's a tough section. Belmonte's really good. He has a win over Kwamani uh, Vera Powell from UE as well. Um, so Moncherry so, actually beat Moncherry beat Cam Georgester at the uh, dual meet championships as well, uh, five to two. So he, yeah, there's two losses for to Moncherry, but they're they're close losses. So. Yeah, definitely something that can be can be flipped. Uh, I think it's interesting that Moncherry and Bradley are both here again. They're the one and the eight. Um, I, I'm hoping my boy Q breaks that that match up, but the likelihood would be that Moncherry and Bradley meet in the quarterfinals. Um, you know, it's kind of huge because um, Bradley, who is a returning state place finisher himself, he actually lost to Jackson Schwab, a favorite Mandalus, 
section three school. Uh, I believe that Jackson Schwab took third at the sectionals and he lost to Dorchester in the semis. And so section three only gets two reps. And actually they do get two reps at, at 285 because they're switching with section one, but Jackson Schwab beat a state uh, medalist last year uh, at the Eastern States this year in Ramir Bradley. And he is not going to the state tournament. So that's wild. Yeah. That's kind of the, the give and take we get with the automatic qualifiers over the wild card system because situations like that, like you'd like to see all three of those guys here, but at the same time, like it is kind of nice going into sectionals knowing exactly where you're getting your qualifiers no matter what. Yeah, I was going to – so in the uh, recap episode that I did two episodes ago, I talked about it because like Ryan Munn from Carthage made the state semis last year and he took second, but at his weight, they don't take the top two. and then. 215 D1, Section 3, that Bembry beat Rocky Files, who Rocky Files placed at States last year for Section uh, Section 3 from Central Square. Um, Rocky does not get to go to the States. So, I mean, there I saw it at several places. Nick Massaro of uh, Iona Prep, uh, not of Iona Prep, um, of St. Joseph, but he lost to a kid from Iona Prep um, in the Catholics. So he didn't obviously get to go either. So, yeah, it, it's good and it's it's bad. I guess I, I can see both sides to it for sure. Well, my pick is going to be Mon Cherry and give me Cam Dorchester to make the finals. And I, I sure hope his dad can uh, catch him in his uh, semifinal win as he jumps into his arm. His dad's uh, one of his coaches. That's awesome. Those are always the best. When you see the, when you see the dad coaches in the corner, you know, celebrate with their kids. That's just, it's. So yeah. And fun. having to catch a 285 pounder. That's uh, impressive in its own right. Is he actually 285 pounds? No, he's 250, but regardless, he's not 100. Well, he's not 113 pounds. I want him to just throw him instead. Those are way more fun. So yeah. I'm going to go Moncherry over Dorchester as well. Um, I, I'm going to take Bryce Halls to make the semis opposite Moncherry. Yeah. You talked about Kwamani last year, I think, right? Uh, yeah. You got him as a dark horse? I mean, he can't really be a dark horse now. People know who he is. I mean, he's he does have a loss to Belmonte this year, and then he's got an out-of-state loss. But I, I'm going to keep quiet because one of those situations I just want to see. I just want to see him do well, and I don't want to yeah. put pressure on any of my Section 4 buddies when I need them to do really, really well. Because we, yeah, need, to keep, we need to true. keep two qualifiers for our little nines team section here. It's kind yeah. of nice, but at the same time, like some of our weight classes, we got some kids coming to this tournament that don't don't belong here. <laughs> yeah, no, you said it. I'm not going to name names. Obviously, I don't want anybody to get mad, but we definitely have kids coming to this tournament this weekend that don't belong. Yeah, which can lead us to uh, another talking about the uh, at larges instead of. I mean, that's your, that's for another day. Yeah, this yeah. is the highlight. All the tough kids that are going to states and uh, everybody, anyways. So. We'll go into D2, 285 to break up that discussion. Uh, two, Division 2, 285. At the one seed, we got Landon Andrade of Sherburne Earlville, Section 3. The two seed, William Work, Workholder of Wilson, Section 6. The three, Luke Henderdine of Palmac, Section 5. The four, Hasdam Merrick of Wilson. And at the five, Troy Beeman of Waverly. Andrade of Sherburne Earlville. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys probably saw his. The, the clip of that flow shared uh, with this dude just chucking a dune on his back. Like it was borderline illegal. I think, um, I think it was like an Adirondack kid that he, he tossed, but yeah, it was just on flow flow. We just shared it uh, on their social medias off to look for it and shared on more wrestling. But yeah, he took second at Eastern States to Moncherry got pinned by Moncherry. Uh, and I believe his other loss is the, as I mentioned, Cam Dorchester. Um, but yeah. So he pinned the three seed Luke, Hernan Dean of Palmac, Eastern States. And then we have two Wilson kids that are seated in the top four. Actually, the backup, so to speak, Merrick, uh, is a returning, is a lone returning New York State place finisher. Um, he actually probably got the best of his teammate William Work Porter last year. Uh, they're both 285 pounders last year, but William seems to uh, have beaten him, I think, three times this year. And, uh, I saw William actually at Fargo. He went three and two at Fargo, and he has, like I mentioned, three three wins over his, his teammate, who was a state place finisher last year. And then the yeah. kid from Paul Mack. They've gotten closer each time too. Um, 
the first one was like, well, I guess it was six two five zero, and then the last one was one to zero in the yeah. section six finals. So, and I, um, I had to look look back and and look at last year, and obviously Merrick was a state place finisher last year, but he, uh, I think Williams starting to get a little bit older and a little bit stronger, and um, yeah, I mean they must know each other really well, and it's also crappy, and they they don't have a lot of matches so to speak, um, because. They uh, obviously have to share time in any of the dual meets, but yeah, they're both tough kids. Um, the kid from Paul Mack has a win over Merrick this year, so he's at the three, and and Merrick's at the four. And he has a uh, Troy. Then we have Troy Beeman at the five seed. He's returning qualifier, and last year he beat Heron Dean like seven to two or seven to three at the states. So he's a tough kid. Obviously, you know him, Troy Beeman. And another, like I mentioned, another kid that helped uh, Waverly on the gridiron for a state title this year. Yeah. Yeah, he's tough. Yeah. Are we going to see two Wilson kids out of Section 6 on the state podium? Good possibility. I don't know, but I'm taking one of them to lose in the quarterfinals to Beeman. Yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, Beeman's a tough kid. Who? Oh, my God. I, I looked him up earlier, who Beeman's losses are too, but um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if. Beeman made the semis, but I'm I'm really gonna stick with uh Andrade from uh yeah, only, Beeman's only got one in-state loss since the Dorchester. Yeah, he lost to Athens kids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. right. I, I remember looking at that. Yeah, actually, so uh the seventh seed, Dylan Cogswell. Uh he was I think he's been like a two fifteen pounder for the last few years and decided to to bump up. And section seven actually had a the bushy kid. He placed twice the last two years as a 10th grader and a junior, but this year he was hurt. So he, he was out of the picture, but I mean, talking to Cogswell, I think Cogswell thought he could beat him anyway. So Cogswell bumped up to 285 and as a seven seed, it's his first time at the state tournament. But, uh, I mean, I'm not going to be shocked if he, if he was to beat work quoter and that's just not me picking another seven seed to do well because I like seven seeds, but, um, Cogswell is <laughs> definitely a tough kid. Yeah. I mean, work order is only, competition wins or against his teammate so i mean is it possible that he just he's just got his number as his teammate he sees him all the time and then yeah it's kind of rough him you know definitely possible yeah it's definitely possible and like like i mentioned i'm, I'm gonna stick with landon in the in the semis up top but again beeman has beaten henderdine so if i mean if henderdine does lose um i could see beeman going on a run and taking third but uh, what do we know about the Windsor kid? I mean, the Windsor kid, is he an athletic kid? Because I he wrestled at 215 most of the year, but he obviously yeah. was behind his, his teammate Weaver uh, that we talked about, 215. Yeah, he's tough. He moves really well. He He's he's not your typical heavyweight. You know, he he's going to be small. He's going to be on the smaller side. Um, He's got some good attacks. Um, He's just, he's a grinder. Uh, I'm excited to kind of, I'd like to see him do well here. I just don't know if the size is going to, is going to hurt him. Um, Beeman has... Uh, pinned him and then he beat him one zero in the sectional finals. So, um, yeah, I can't remember. I've watched uh Heron Dean wrestle, but I can't remember if he's big. Like he's a, I mean, he kind of looks big in the pictures, but I, I, I was, I definitely watched him wrestle this year, but uh, I just can't remember. Uh, so I don't really know how that quarterfinals potential quarterfinals would end up going. Yeah, um, this is are at two fifteen too. So, yeah. Including to my guy. Yeah, Cogswell has a win over the ninth seed. I guess I didn't mention that, but uh yeah. So I'm give me Landon Andrade, the one seed, to uh make the finals. And uh man, I don't really know who to choose down below. Maybe that's I not a Cogswell. Yeah, give me Cogswell, the the, the seventh seed. Uh yeah. I mean yeah, Andrade over Cogswell in the finals. Yeah, let's go. I mean, I I wouldn't really be shocked. There there could be four different guys that could come out of the bottom, and I would not be shocked. But just because yeah, Cogswell Cogswell was on our uh, uh, TI Duel summer team uh, out in Clayton this year, uh, I like the kid. So just give me Cogswell. I don't know. I mean, he's gonna send it. Um, yeah. So actually, we were talking at the beginning of the episode about uh, like lightweights not making and you know having to drink water and this that and the other to be the uh, make the minimum weight. So at the upper weights, and we're talking about the um, instead of the, the fifty percent rule, it's the weight descent plan. I noticed Cam Hills of Waverly's not there, right? And he was a part of the 
the three guys that I talked about, Mateus Wells, Troy Beeman, and then Cam Hills, who were all on the, the uh, offense and defensive front for Waverly this year in their state title run for football. And uh, thinking about it, like, let's say he walks around at 350. And it doesn't really, it's not doing anything good for a lot of these heavyweights just across the state in general. But like, it's going to take you, let's say you lose six pounds every week. It's going to take you, you know, how many weeks to to get down to your minimum weight before you can wrestle. Um, yeah. You know, so. The descent plan wasn't incorporated. I mean, it is incorporated because it's across the state, but like, it's just not the best way to do it. In my opinion, I think there's other ways we could, could, you know, I thought our 50% rule was pretty good. Um, they added a little bit to it. I, I do like a little bit of the idea that the people who want to cut down to for like Liam Carlin, for example, he's only got to make weight three times. He's got to make it his class, his sectionals and his States. So he's cutting weight for far less amount of time, but it also, the, the, the other effect of it is, you know, we have kids wrestling up three weight classes because, you know, they were hydrated at certifications. And now for the first couple of weeks, they got to wrestle three weight classes up. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I think our lineup up until like Christmas, all of our guys had to wrestle up and it's like, well, coach, he's like, um, you know, I can eat tonight. It's like, well, no, you can't eat tonight. You, you still got to be like five pounds underweight, but just so you can make the, the descent plan for next week's match. Um, you know, so it, it's especially for smaller schools and I, I'm talking, you know, I guess us, but I uh, just smaller schools in general, it's hard to balance your lineup like you normally do because you have to stay strictly on the, uh, weight descent plan. I mean, we, we got it down by the end of the year, but just it's kind of a headache at the beginning of the year, I feel. It also makes dual meets a little less fun. You don't get to have as much freedom with your weight classes for your duels. Yeah. And like I said, small schools that are that have to balance their 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 weights around to make a, a competitive dual meet team. Um it's it's kind of hard. So I guess strength in numbers is definitely the thing. Uh, but yeah, since we have your attention, everyone, uh, I wanted to talk about the recruiting profiles for Division One coaches. I was recently talked to uh, kind of a, a text from a well-known guy, a well-known high school coach in New York State, and then a Division One head coach of an Ivy League school. And uh, about he's going to be at the state tournament this weekend. I won't have to name any names, but uh, he wants the you know recruiting profile kind of put together for some of the guys to look out for, you know, class 25, 26, 27. And you know, I kind of wanted to put a recruiting profile together for a bunch of people. And I know I did that during COVID when you couldn't go on visits and obviously there wasn't any competition. So coaches could come see you and watch you wrestle. So <laughs> if, uh, you know, if you're a top guy in the state and you want to kind of get your name noticed and, uh, you know, most likely if I talked about, you, if we talked about you in the, in this episode or last episode, you know, reach out uh, so I can kind of, maybe get your email or, or whatnot. So I can kind of put that together. So college coaches could reach out to you. Um, and you guys can kind of have a, a relationship as far as that goes. Yeah. Take and, advantage uh, too. Cause, uh, during COVID Dylan did a great job of getting people lined up with, with coaches. Um, I know we had a couple kids from Buffalo, uh, get locked in based on our, well, based on Dylan's work to get kids. Our loaded. work. Our work. <laughs> I did a little yeah. bit. I didn't do as much as you did, but yeah, um, but I mean it was it's deserving for the kids. I mean, they obviously were going through a rough time and it helped them during COVID. So since coaches kind of want me to, to jump back into that stuff, uh I definitely want to kind of jump into it and I've been trying to get a Google Doc together of some of the top recruits out of New York that aren't committed out of the classes of twenty five two thousand twenty five, two thousand twenty six, two thousand twenty seven. So our ninth, tenth, and eleventh graders this year. Um, another thing I wanted to notice or say was, uh, again, we are the finalist of the podcast of the year for national wrestling media association. So, uh, I mentioned that on the podcast two episodes ago, but Zach, you weren't on the podcast. So Zach, we did it. We're a finalist of the year. Let's go. Right. Oh, and, uh, yeah. lastly, if you, again, if you didn't, uh, if you like these, uh, these picks or you like these episodes, uh, you know, be sure to share them on social media, uh, you know, continue to get the name out there. Across the state, I've been trying to share it on, you know, section friends of section four page, section nine, section five, section three, section two, to get it out there, let people listen to the podcast. I promise Zach or myself, we won't, um, we won't do the AJ Ferrari, uh, you know, splits in the, in the double birds to you if you don't like our opinions on, you know, some of these weights. Promise. Yeah, yourself. If I could do that, I would. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe I won't do the splits, but uh, no, I won't, I won't flip you off either. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, so off, but if I could do that split, maybe I don't know, maybe I'd be trying it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So again, you know, share it on social media, give it a rate and review on Spotify or Apple podcasts, you know, wherever you listen to the podcast. But again, it's a few short days away and uh, we'll be in Albany and, and ready to rock and roll for another year of the New York state championships. We're almost at a hundred, dude. We're almost at a hundred. So episode 96, we got to decide, uh, you know, Flo just did an awesome episode for episode 1000. We got to decide what we want to do for episode uh, 100. And, uh, you know, I've got a contact that wants me to reach out to another contact who is arguably one of the best wrestlers that come out of New York State ever. So maybe I'll reach out to him and have him on. I don't know. Well, uh, that'll be, I guess, discussed sometime in the spring, I guess, when we get to episode 100. We got yeah. to get more going for NCAAs. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a, a recap episode of the states too, because there's always some big action that people miss, you know, unless they dig deep into the brackets. But yeah, we'll we'll get into that as well. But yeah, uh, everybody, pre- I appreciate for uh, listening. I mean, obviously, it was an hour and twenty minutes last episode, and I don't really don't know what we did this episode. Probably the same. And uh, about an hour. Yeah. So either way, it's uh it's been fun. It's been real. And uh, we'll you see you guys in opening. Drive safe yeah. and we'll see you guys. See you guys on Friday. Yep. See you all there. Uh, thanks for tuning in to more wrestling podcast. Peace out. Peace out.